you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I'm your host, Oliver Banks, and your guide to the world of retail transformation. And welcome to episode 81. Many retailers, or in fact, many companies nowadays, claim to be customer obsessed, or perhaps customer centric if they're a little less emotional. You see it everywhere. We're customer obsessed. We're customer centric. But let's face it. Many of these companies are not customer obsessed. They're not customer centric. They're not even customer focused. But perhaps they're lulling themselves into a false sense of security. But you know what's really interesting? This isn't a new challenge. Back in 2005, the consultancy Bain found that 80% of CEOs felt like they delivered exceptional customer service. But in reality, only 8% of their customers would agree. So this mismatch isn't a new phenomenon, and I'm sure there's lots of data that goes back a lot further than 15 years as well. But why is that? Why do we have this situation where companies truly honestly believe one thing, and yet their customers experience something completely different? Is it that they are blind? That companies are just not self-aware? Why are people saying it? Is it that they're misguided? Do they truly believe they are customer obsessed? Or is it just that one person that is customer obsessed that has the responsibility for signing off a particular set of values or whatever? Or maybe it's an aspiration. Maybe that company is trying to repeat that they are customer obsessed, that they are customer centric, almost as an affirmation. And then maybe if they say it enough times, maybe, maybe it will come true. Or perhaps it's just about emulating Amazon who famously are trying to be the most customer-centric company in the world. In fact, customer obsession has been one of their core values since 1998. And now it's the top of their leadership principles or leadership rules. Here's what it sounds like for Amazon. Customer obsession. Leaders start with the customer and work backwards. They work vigorously to earn and keep customer trust. Although leaders pay attention to competitors, They obsess over customers. So that's what customer obsession looks and feels like for Amazon. But for many companies, retailers or not, without a detailed plan of what is going to change on that journey to become more customer obsessed, it's going to be nothing more than empty words. And if those words remain empty for too long, they're just going to lose all meaning and they're going to become worthless, frankly. So given that this has been a situation since 2005 or even longer, perhaps now is the time with all of the change that is going on in the world right now and undoubtedly in your company right now, maybe now is the time to decide to make some changes and adapt how customer-centric or how customer-obsessed you really are. There are lots of stats, lots of facts about the big opportunities that come around when you become more customer obsessed. There have been many, many studies, and I'm not going to quote the numbers because I'm sure you can guess the answer. What happens when you improve customer service? You see a positive spike in 
sales, in reputation, in loyalty, in profits. I'm sure hearing stats like that are not going to be news to you. But for me, one of the biggest challenges is that when we talk about customer-centric, customer-obsessed, it's a bit vague. We don't really know what it means. Does it mean that you like having customers? Hmm. Kind of all companies and businesses like having customers, I think. Does it mean that you collect lots of customer data? Not necessarily. That just means you have a big database of customer data. Is it that you intend to become more like Amazon? So in today's episode, I wanted to guide you on what that journey towards customer obsession really means and give you some more tangible ideas about what you can do to shift towards becoming a truly customer-obsessed company. And the starting point is all about the focus, about what the company thinks about. So for a non-customer-obsessed company, let's call this a classic mindset. So for a classic mindset, the focus is very much going to be on the product. The product is the hero. I remember hearing that once and really wincing. The product is not the hero if you are wanting to become customer-obsessed. However beautiful, however expensive, however gorgeous, however good value, the product is nothing more than a tangible collection of items and materials that help a customer to solve a problem or to meet a goal. So as you shift from a classic mindset into, I suppose, a customer-focused mindset, you're going to think more about the customer rather than about the product. But I think if you start to think truly about being customer-obsessed, you don't think so much about the customer, but actually you're thinking about their lifestyle, their aspirations, their challenges. Because your purpose here is about helping customers in some way, whatever is relevant for your retail brand. Customers don't strive to do business with you. Don't strive to go into your shops or onto your website and buy stuff. Sorry to say that. They are looking for some help on their journey to meet their life goals and avoid pain. That's what's in it for the customer. And becoming customer obsessed is all about thinking about that in much more detail. And considering from a customer's point of view, what is it that they need to invest in time and money and resources to be able to achieve that aspiration or to overcome that particular challenge or pain point? And what's really interesting here, when you get into that truly customer-obsessed place, you don't actually need lots of customer data. So having a massive database with everything about your customers isn't actually what we're getting at here. That is not customer obsession. That is, as I mentioned earlier on in the show, just a big database of facts and figures that you maybe use or maybe is just irrelevant. Maybe it's actually an anchor on your thinking that stops you or that you use to procrastinate over instead of actually truly solving those pain points or meeting those aspirations for your customers who you do want to obsess over, right? So let's move on. Customer experience, right? We're all about customer experience nowadays. It's used all over the place. But hey, it's okay. You measure NPS, right? Net Promoter Score. That must mean you are customer obsessed, surely? Well, actually, I'd argue that's more of a classic mindset. As you move into a more customer-focused mindset, you're going to be thinking less about NPS and more about customer analytics, really diving deeper than that classic NPS can allow you to go. 
But as you become customer obsessed, the interesting shift here is it's less about the analytical side of it, but actually it's more about understanding choice, understanding the different frictions and rewards that are experienced by a customer as they shop and engage with you. And if we're talking about friction and reward, we've of course got to look to the clever people at Uncrowd. So you're going to want to make sure that you go back into the archives of the Retail Transformation Show and listen to episode 68 and episode 69, which was all about how to win customers, featuring Richard Hammond and Rocky Howard, the co-founders of Uncrowd. And there's lots in there about how you can become customer obsessed by thinking about choice and by thinking about the frictions and rewards that your customers are truly experiencing. So as we move on, if we're thinking about the offering, about the proposition, shifting from that classic mindset where it's all about standardization into a more customer-focused mindset where it's more about personalization. And for many companies, this personalization comes in quite a raw form. Dear Oliver, wow, we personalized that email for you. Do you see how we did that? We are so customer-focused. Well, actually, that's just an automated email. Well, maybe we show customers on the website, customers that bought this also bought that. That's personalized because you're going to like those other products. Now, that's true, but it's not really. It's just a collection of data points, right? But then if you truly get into an obsession mindset, then it becomes more about being predictive and responsive in your approach to customers and the offering and the proposition that you are presenting them with becoming intelligent and really learning about what is working and what is not for a particular customer base. So let's shift this into the transaction itself from a classic mindset where you're perhaps thinking about selling the product, selling stuff. And now you're coming more customer focused. So you're thinking about upsells and cross sales and how you can really tailor that purchase to that particular customer, right? Woohoo! But actually, if you're going to become truly customer obsessed, then your mindset must be about helping your customers overcome the challenges, the aspirations, as I was mentioning, and you want to be taking on more of a a project type mentality here. And if you want to learn more about that, then I'd suggest you go back to episode 77, which was all about transformation in home improvement with Steve Collins. And actually there, Steve shared some great golden nuggets about how you can serve your customers as they take on their life projects. And there's lots to learn in there, whether you're in the home improvement sector or not. So do go and check that one out, episode 77. Now, as we shift into channels, that classic mindset would be about, we've got stores, we've got a website, we're selling across multiple channels. But as you become more customer focused, you start to realize the opportunities about multi-channel, not just multiple channels, but multi-channel, cross-channel, you know, including elements like click and collect, for example. But as you come truly customer obsessed, you start to think less about that basic functional channel relationship, but actually it's about true omni-channel. And I say the word true because I think omni-channel is a word that's horribly misunderstood. Often people take it for something that is much more basic than what it actually is. So for me, Omnichannel is absolutely about having these different channels and about serving and showing up for your customers where they want you to be and in a way that recognizes them. 
and that they can continue to converse with your brand or your business across any of them at any given point in time. So really being able to connect the conversations together and be there for your customers wherever they are. And actually this shift from multiple channels through to true omnichannel is really representative of the conversation back in episode 72 with Lee Woodard, which was all about the differences between being digital and doing digital. So that's an interesting episode to go back and it explores this in more detail as well. So episode 72, lots of extra listening here, particularly if you're quite new to the show. There are loads of great episodes back in those archives, so I do want to continue to pull them out for you. And whilst we're thinking about channels, let's think about the supply chain as well, because that classic focus is very much thinking about supply and thinking about replenishment, moving the product. But as you start to become more customer focused, you start to think about forecasting and about demand planning so that you can ensure great availability. Then as you continue down that journey and you become more customer obsessed, what does that look like? It's about actually becoming more automated and trusted in an offering to customers so that perhaps they can continue to get that toilet roll instantly automatically without having to think about it, but in a trusted way so that they know they're getting the right brand. They know they're getting a great price. They know it's going to be done in a convenient way for them. Or you need to think about it from an exceptional experience perspective as well, depending, of course, on what it is. So if you're buying toilet rolls, then you're not going to want to deliver that exceptional experience. But if you're buying a piece of luxury designer clothing, then you're probably not going to want that on an automated offering either, right? So it really starts to shift into thinking more about convenience or experience rather than just the classic supply chain. As we're thinking about metrics, that classic mindset is all about sales, sales per square foot, sales per store, sales per week, like for like, whatever. As you become more customer focused, that shifts into thinking about things in lifetime value and offset against an acquisition cost per customer. But actually, if you are customer obsessed, do you want to be thinking about lifetime value? Do you want your customers to know that you have put a price tag above their head and that's how you are valuing that customer? Because that doesn't sound very customer obsessed to me. Instead, I think you need to be thinking more about longer term relationships with your customers, where appropriate, of course. What would a lifetime experience look like? Maybe that's a new mindset that you need to start thinking about. What would a lifetime experience be for a customer of yours? So let's shift the focus into stores, physical stores, or actually online stores as well for that matter. That classic mindset really goes from a leadership perspective with lots of red carpet visits. Maybe there's a compliance checklist. Maybe it's Friday afternoon store visits, right? But as you start to become more customer focused, that shifts thinking about customer interactions and customer viewpoints as well. But then as you become customer obsessed, for me, this looks more like working in stores side by side with your colleagues so that leaders in the business can really understand what it is like in stores, how your customers engage with your brand day in, day out. But also shopping with your own brand as well, ideally in a more anonymized way rather than getting that red carpet treatment. And also shopping with your competitors as well. 
from a critique perspective to really understand what that would be like for your customers, not comparing your store to their store, not comparing prices or window offerings or any particular tangible element, but comparing the overall shopping trip, which is ultimately what your customers are going to be comparing you on at the end of the day when they decide where they're going to shop next time. As you start to think about your team viewpoint, that classic mindset is arguably even colleagues at a cost for the business. So are they getting a good return on having colleagues in store or around the business? What's that return on investment and so on? As you start to become more customer focused, that shifts into thinking more about a colleague experience. So maybe you're doing engagement surveys. Maybe you're thinking about benefits. Either way, that's great because as you become more focused on your colleagues and your teams, they will become more focused on your customers because they're going to be in a happier place and more committed and engaged with the brand. So they'll help your customers to be just like that as well. But as you start to become more customer obsessed, that shifts again. And it's more about becoming a learning organization. And if you want to know more about that, then I'd suggest you go back to episode 32 and 33, which is all about learning to transform your workforce with Paul Jocelyn. And that creates a culture that is ready to continuously improve, continually evolve, not just give feedback once a year, for example, and then maybe act on it. But it's about really becoming that learning organization that, like I say, those couple of episodes there with Paul Jocelyn, who knows all about this. And it's very much different than just classic L&D. So episode 32 and 33. And the next area we wanted to look at was when you're thinking about insights and ideas and even decision making, that classic mindset would be very much look to the board and actually look to the CFO and the CEO to see what those two executive powerhouses would say. But as you become more customer focused, I think that shifts away from the CFO more onto the COO and arguably away from the board and more onto looking at what the wider organization is saying, is feeling, is thinking. But as you start to become more customer obsessed, actually that shifts away from the wider organization and down to your frontline colleagues who are there serving customers day in, day out, as we touched on earlier. And they're going to be represented best in the boardroom from a decision-making perspective by either the CMO, chief marketing officer, or the chief customer officer, chief experience officer, depending on what your organization layout looks like. Personally, I think the job title doesn't really matter so much, but it's more about really making sure that there is someone there that can truly stand up for your customers. And they're going to be consulting with those frontline colleagues and maybe even, (gasps) big idea coming, asking your customers for their feedback as well. Goodness gracious, what is the world coming to, eh? (laughs) Overall, though, it is becoming less authoritarian, less political and more customer driven, more customer obsessed, you might say. And whilst we're thinking about organizations in the head office, That classic mindset is going to be very much more around departmental silos, separate metrics, separate teams, separate goals, separate working, separate locations even potentially. But as you shift to become more customer focused, you start to think about becoming more cross-functional as well, whether that's in your projects or whether that's in particular task forces or whether that's in general governance. It's becoming 
more accepting that the whole organization is a machine that is serving your customer. But as you become truly customer obsessed, that shifts once again. And it's more about becoming one team, which I know is overused and it's a bit gimmicky, right? But one team that has a shared knowledge and experience and capability and a real understanding of the integrations and how that organization works. Not everyone needs to be able to do everything that wouldn't be efficient or effective for your customers, but they do need to have an understanding of how it all fits together. So they understand the machine, not just the cog that they represent. Then when we're thinking about change management or even transformation, the classic mindset takes you from that big bang implementation. But as you become more customer focused, you start to think about phasing that approach, phasing that transformation or that change, rather than trying to flip everything up all at one time, which could upset your customers and it could upset the colleagues that are supporting your customers. But then as you become more customer obsessed, you're more thinking about agile ways of working, ever adapting, ever evolving, and continually optimizing and improving for your customers. So that in a way, they just know it's continually getting better, but they can't pinpoint a particular massive change or shift that could upset them, that could turn them away from the brand. They just know and feel that your brand is listening. So I suppose across all of those different categories, what we're really starting to see is a shift from that classic mindset of profit and financials into a more customer obsessed focus on value for customer and how you are helping them with their aspirations and their pain points and their challenges. And what that trade-off is, as I alluded to earlier, between meeting your goals or overcoming a pain point versus the investment in time and money and resource that they need to do. What's that balance? Is that worth it? Ultimately, is what is going through your customers' minds. And so I hope you understand from the whole episode that customer obsession isn't just one thing. It's many, many changes, and it's all over the organization. You can't be truly customer obsessed in just one team, in just one department, or as just one individual who is there championing the customer across the whole organization. If that's the case, there's going to be lots of infighting, and that certainly isn't customer focused or customer obsessed. And the temptation at present in the coronavirus pandemic, in this COVID 19 challenge, is very much going to be to revert to becoming less customer-centric, less obsessed with customers, and instead focusing on the financials, striving for results and performance as you look to recover. But what I would urge you to do is to challenge yourself and think about if that is a classic mindset or if that is a truly customer-obsessed mindset, because I think you know the answer from today's discussion, right? And what would a truly customer-obsessed company be doing right now, as they look to recover from coronavirus? And what would that look like for your company? And I urge you, like I say, to start thinking in that way. Because as we do come out of this pandemic, as we do come out of this crisis, and whatever financial crisis follows as well, by the way, customers will absolutely recognize those companies, those brands that are obsessing over them and are obsessing over helping them. So I promise you, that investment into becoming customer obsession, you've seen all the stats. I'm not going to quote them here, but it pays off, right? You know it pays off. There isn't an exact equation or science to it, but we know as a black box, it works. And that was something, again, 
that I dived into with the the Chaps from Uncrowd in those episodes that I referenced earlier. And I appreciate there were lots of episodes that I did reference, and there is a really rich archive, as I mentioned. So do go and check that out. And you can catch all of the episodes, if you didn't jot them down as we were going, on the show notes page from today, which is obandco.uk slash 81. So if you want to go deeper into any of these points, then make sure that that's where you head right now, obandco.uk slash 81. And I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback and your thoughts. So message me on LinkedIn. Reach out if we're not connected as well, by the way. Mention that you've listened to the show. I'd love to connect with you. Well, hey, if you would like a hand in becoming more customer centric, more customer obsessed, then reach out by email. You can find me at oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And once again, I'll put that on the show notes page, which is obandco.uk slash 81. So if you're not sure, that is where to head today. Remember to subscribe and catch new episodes which are coming out every single week. And I will look forward very much to joining you in the next episode. Bye for now. 